It's a more realistic way to come to the realization that you're still alone. Hello and welcome everybody to the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 72, When Doves Cry. That's right, we are back with another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape Network. Number six podcast overall by a very far margin. Uh, we are back. Uh, we talk about video games. Uh, unlike the main show that talks about pretty much everything, uh, we are video game centric. I am joined with a myriad of new and old hosts. Uh, I am Shane O'Hare, uh, the illustrious Shane O'Hare. And uh, to my digital rights, I have the, uh, I mean, like, I got to come up with, a, uh, you know, a descriptive noun, descriptive verb for you, Carlos. What, what, what do you want? Uh, just call me the pink hair handsome Latino named Carlos. Pink. Do you actually have pink hair? I wish I did, Shane. I wish I did sometimes. Oh, well, we should get you uh, sorted. Uh, we should introduce you to one of Josh's waifus. Uh, I can't think of any pink-haired waifus right now. That uh, Josh, do you have a pink-haired waifu that you can think of right now that could help not him th- dye his hair? Not that I'm going to offer up to you guys. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Josh. You know, you, Appreciate it. You can't share? No. <laughs> what do you what do you think i what do you think i have a vita for i'm hogging it all for myself <laughs> you have the only vita <laughs> yeah <laughs> jesus tits uh, and lastly but not leastly we have lee 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 norman how you doing i'm lee you, yes, you are lee uh, <laughs> uh lee and carlos were both last minute uh juan carlos had a bailout and kenny craig had a bailout so juan carlos gonna... not to be associated to me sorry sorry juan yeah not sorry, not sorry. With, sorry, not sorry. Hashtag swag. So, uh, what do you say we get into it, boys? Yeah. Let's go. yeah. So, uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about the rumored PlayStation 4.5 upgrade, and we speculated uh, a bunch of shit. We speculated like like mad cunts uh, about what we would expect to see uh, with a PlayStation 4.5 and a mid, not even a mid, like, life cycle, like, quarter life cycle um, product refresh. And our friends over at Giant Bomb uh, had multiple sources leak leak internal developer documents to them. So I I would imagine that um, some PlayStation licensed developers uh, got some got some docs, got some got some shit and leaked it to uh, Giant Bomb. And Giant Bomb's been pretty damn good with um, uh, accurate leaks. So um, I'd have to say it's probably pretty um uh you know we, we can expect something to be like this uh the the product refresh is internally named code name it's codenamed neo which whoa interesting it's interesting because like <laughs> playstation vr playstation vr was codenamed morpheus whoa so, so does that mean it's going to be really good at first and then it's going to suck in the next couple of iterations okay that, dude don't... i can't wait i can't wait to trinity then it just completely dies out i just can't wait for that uh don't is it going to have its own game that's going to be like really clunky and control really strange and be full of bugs? Start with me. I will defend the Matrix sequels to the death. I heard you defend the game before. I never heard you defend uh, the sequels. I was going to say, you, you played the online game. Oh, Matrix Online was gorgeous. Well, it wasn't gorgeous, but it was like amazing. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, so it's um, uh, the biggest thing. My biggest fear was... We were going to, uh, it was going to fragment the market. We were going to get into that Sega CD, Sega 32X, you know, Sega Neptune, Sega Saturn, like all that kind of 
territory Neptune. where, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you sounded so cute. You're like, oh, Neptune. <laughs> uh, I was. Uh, oh, go ahead. I know. I was just going to mention that I'm I'm recently unemployed, and I responded by going to buy a ninety dollar Neptune figure today. Oh, did, you, did you come on it yet? No. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm I'm saving that for when I get another job. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Wait, are you saving like coming until you get a job? Sure. Uh, ooh. What, what does your wife think about this? She encouraged me to buy it. Well, no, no, about about. So no, she's no, no, into no. that. Fuck the, fuck the toy. Or don't. <laughs> uh, uh, Literally. <laughs> I know. I'm talking about like you're not going to come until you get a job. Like, what does your wife think about that? I'm just talking about the figure. Uh, oh, come on, the figure. So you're still you're still gonna like you know have some orgasms from here and now. That's why know, we're we'll, the number we'll one video game podcast. <laughs> we're gonna keep it going. We're keeping the good laughs going, guys. We're just this, gonna keep it on going. This show is now about so, Custer's revenge. No, anyway, <laughs> PS four point five. I got some throat yogurt with your name on it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right. Well, I, I think I think just to be uh, on the safe side, I think Sony hasn't even responded to this yet, and uh, they haven't denied. Or said it's actually truth or anything, so I, I'm quite sure. I think it's 100 percent truth. We're, they're going to announce this yeah. during E3 for sure, hands down. Hands absolutely, down. absolutely. And to get back on track, and thank you, Carlos, for getting us back mm-hmm. on track. The most professional host of the Geekscape hey, game hey. podcast. Hey, what? No, go continue. <laughs> I want to hear your sexy voice. I'm listening. Uh, so when Shane was, speaks, I'm quiet. Jesus, you're God. not quiet now. <laughs> <laughs> the voices are back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> We'll get to so, that. So um, I was worried. Um, yeah, I was worried. Oh, fucking Christ! Yeah. So I was worried that uh, it was going to fragment the market, and we were going to have uh, two um, uh, user bases: the 4.5 or the PlayStation 4K, uh, and then the standard PlayStation 4. Um, well, one of the, the the big thing that came out with um, um, uh, besides the 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 hardware specs is um, there's a fucking laundry list of requirements that Sony is giving developers. Um, uh, there cannot be any inherent advantages for getting the Neo version over the PlayStation 4 version. Uh, each game that comes out after October, um, or, yeah, after October is required to have a PS4 and Neo mode on the same disc. Um, a games released after September, uh, between then, uh, there there's going to be like um, day one patches. So it's assumed that the PS4.5 is going to come out around October. Um, no inherent bonuses, no exclusives. There cannot be anything content wise. that's going to be different between the two. So no like, you know, custom skins or custom levels, anything like that. The only difference is that it's going to support 1080p and 4k resolutions and increased frame rates. That's what Sony is really like driving home that they, that they want. Um, the, the hardware and let's get a little bit nerdy with some numbers. The um, the existing uh, PS4 um, processor is a AMD eight core uh, CPU at one point six gigahertz per, per core. It's gonna stay. It's gonna stay eight cores, but now they're getting upgraded to two point one gigs. The GPU is changing architectures, but everyone is rumored that it's gonna be the new Polaris architecture that's coming from um, AMD, which is fourteen nanometer chips. So that explains uh, well that. That explains the double cores, uh, so 36 compute units over the 18 compute units, and the new one should be at 911 megahertz over the 800 megahertz. And lastly, 
the 8 gigabytes of memory is going to stay the same, but it's going to transfer at 218 gigabytes a second, as opposed to 178 gigabytes a second. So everything across the board is going faster. Um, it, um, uh, they're still, they just unlocked the last core for developers. There was two cores that were locked, which um, is usually for, uh, like, the first run games don't have access to all the cores on a console, so that you know, a couple of years in, like Sony and Microsoft can like finally squeeze out all of the extra space that they need for their, you know, their their OS and their dashboard and, and that system. So the last core for the PS4 just got unlocked. So we should see some pretty amazing, some gorgeous, some super fast games coming out. Uh, one last thing uh, before I finish rambling is um, it is expected to be three ninety nine. It's going to be a completely separate unit. It's not going to be mm-hmm. an add on. Um, so we're not going to get like, uh, like I said, a 32x kind of adapter. There's not going to be a box or a cable or anything. It's going to be a separate unit. Um, so uh, besides that, uh, I I was really worried that it was going to be a fragmented market. But now I'm I'm comfortable in knowing I can keep my uh, Destiny uh, special edition PS4. And you know, I mean, I don't have a 4K TV. I don't have a 1080p TV. Uh, so I'm not worried. Any other PS4 users? What do you what do you guys what do you guys think? I'm I'm a little worried because I think after they start this, then that means Xbox will do it too. That means that I doubt the new Nintendo NX whatever is gonna do it. But uh, you know, it's like a lot of people don't care about 4K TVs, but I feel like they're pushing it now more than ever. I haven't seen this much of a push since Blu-ray. You know, it's like where well, you get the HD DVD or the Blu-ray, and Blu-ray was pushing it. And I think Sony's good about uh pushing the market for new items and i'm quite sure they want people to buy their 4k tvs so oh yeah it, it's a little it's a little worrisome because it's like oh man 4k tvs like i just got this 1080 t like the dope ass tv like do, who do i want to get a new tv like a 4k one if the ps5 is required that it only plays on 4k tvs <clears throat> so you see it's like it's already kind of separating us already it, it's kind of like the hey we're gonna separate you guys but this is just kind of the beginning you know it's like it's like playing dodgeball they put the fat kids on one side and they put like the skinny kids like a run on the other side so I f- I'm, a, I'm a little nervous i'm a little nervous that this is, is cool because i know a lot of people that do have 4k tvs but it, it, it's already kind of moving towards like oh well, you better get 4k tvs or you're not gonna have like this awesome experience uh so it, it's a little worrisome it's a little worrisome yeah that's my that's my biggest worry because i mean Look what happened with HDTVs. Like, I was a late adopter to HDTVs because I didn't care. And whenever I would see the in-store demos of the games on HDTVs, it didn't look so much better. That justified me spending another $1,000 on a new TV when my regular one worked just fine. But then they yeah. started making all those games where the text, where it's like you couldn't even play it because you couldn't see what you were doing and the text was all oh, shrunken down. And Dead Rising I, was a launch title that had that problem. Yeah, and even and even if it was a launch title and they didn't anticipate it, whatever... I can understand that they even patched in uh, bigger text for Dead Rising eventually. But then like years later, like Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts and Mass Effect 1 were both like the straws that broke the camel's back for me where the developers in both cases were like, oh, no, we're not going to bother even patching it. And where I was kind of I felt somewhat strong armed into getting an HGTV, even though I didn't necessarily want one. And I'm almost afraid. I don't feel like it's going to get to this level because the aspect ratio for a standard TV versus an HD is different. Whereas with the 4K TV, it's just like a like a fancier 1080p TV, essentially, like in, yeah. in the mo- in its most basic form. So 
I don't think it'll be that extreme, but I feel like it sets up the potential to start designing games specifically around 4K where they kind of try to market slash strong arm you into supposedly having to get a 4K TV for the full experience. And I don't I don't trust Sony when it comes to this kind of thing because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you sure. look back, if you even think back at the PS3's launch, when the PS3 was being hyped up, and they were trying to justify that $600 price tag, they were hyping up how it was the only console at the time that had HDMI connections and was going to be, was going to feature 1080p. And then when the games actually rolled out, like almost every Sony exclusive was 720 while Microsoft was churning, where they ended up being the ones churning out 1080. So it's all just marketing and, speak and until were- there's actually something that justifies it. And right now I'm just kind of rolling my eyes at it until they make it official and show me that there's going to be an actual justifiable reason outside of like PR marketing. Yeah. Lee, um, you don't have a PlayStation four. Have you had any interest in picking up the console and does the product refresh like pique your interest on that? It, I, I find it interesting. Um, I, I don't think I've necessarily am going to go for one. Um, however, I, I think it's a gateway console into to bigger things, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's just going to kind of segue people into getting 4K TVs or at least experience it. I I like the fact that they don't, they aren't providing perks. Well, I, I like it and I don't like it. But I like the fact there's going to be no separation between people who have the standard PS4 and then this faster version. So everyone can still do the same stuff. The elitist, I guess you could call it, <laughs> um... They'll they'll definitely have the visual perk, and I don't know how many games bogged down on the PlayStation Four. Um, are there any? Um, Not that I know. The only of. one that the only mm-hmm. one that comes to mind is if um and and the 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 only part that's staying the same between the two is the hard drive, and that's where the console bottlenecks. That's driving me crazy. <laughs> like if you have a game that's installed, like I have MGS Five or MGS V. Um, and that thing is fucking like retarded when it comes to like booting. Is um, is it possible to put solid states in them? Oh yeah, actually, it's stupid easy. Like it's it's like there's just a fucking like panel that slides off, and you can see your hard drive right there. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I decided to do that on the air, but <laughs> as right. your computer, or it's, it's ambiance. We just need some live, you know, kind of noise. Oh shit, was this sound. on? Oh fuck! What? Oh. <laughs> Guys, this is why we're the number one podcast. We do stuff live for you guys, hands on. Wait, you know, do we do it live. We do it live. We do it live. No, no, it, I thought it was on, but it was off. Uh. I actually, I want to put a um, uh, a hybrid drive in there, like a two terabyte um, hybrid disc. So there's like a you know um, uh, an SS, uh, an SSD, solid state SSD, yeah, uh, an SSD slash like you know regular hard disk um, on there. Um, the one so thing can... that um, I wanted to mention is um, uh, Colin Moriarty, uh, co-founder of Kind of Funny and Kind of Funny Games, uh, tweeted um, uh, on uh, the on Tuesday. They said a trusted source tells me most developers are not happy with the PS4.5 and having to develop around it. There's extra cost, extra planning, and other nonsense. And that didn't even cross my mind. That yeah, it, it sounds like the PS3 development hell everybody complained about. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah. it's history repeating itself all over again. Do you feel like oh, it's, Do you feel like it's hinting at Sony getting arrogant again now that they're kind of back yeah. on top of the market? I think so. I, I think that, you know what they say, right? The jock 
used to be he got beat up like last year and now the jock got back and he's like really popular but now he's making right. all these like fucking like rules he's like no fuck this and it's kind of like oh dude you're being cocky again you're gonna get fucked up again dude yeah Ooh. and that's what happened with the ps3 and it's like they recovered by the end of the generation but i don't know like i don't know it's a weird position i you you're both 100 percent right it is a weird position it's it's that it's it worries like, me but i think like, that since these are both both of the the flagship consoles are x86 amd based uh it's the i don't see it being as big of a a, a clutch um like the ps3 where they had the fucking cell processor that was completely garbo to write on um I, I feel like near the end of well uh, later later on when this matures a bit I think they're finally going to break down and make exclusives just for this because you have all this power. Why not build on that instead of just making it the same, essentially the same stuff you get on a standard PlayStation? And I I know that you know they're offering higher definition and whatnot, but they have just more stuff they can use and abuse. Yeah, I think yeah. you know, like they like people say, you know, if it's not broken, they'll fix it. So it's kind of, you know, it really makes me think that they're actually trying to do this to kind of show it off at E3 and be like, look, Last Guardian is playing like just like the PC will able to handle it, and you should pick up the system. And I know that's what they're gonna do during E3 is do all this like we're actually live playing it in an actual PS4.5 and try to show it off as much as they can during the conference. I already know that's what they're gonna do. They're yeah. they're, they're used to they're. All these companies are like, because people are being smart and going, that's not actual live footage. That's a PC running that game, you know? Right. And I'm guessing somebody in their head marketing is like, well, people are complaining that uh, fucking you guys are playing this game off a PC and not a PS4. And then they're like, well, the PS4 can't run that stuff. And I bet that guy's like, make a PS4 that could run that shit. And this is what we're getting. <laughs> Some fucking ignorant fucking Sony who's like, no, no, no. We gotta show up. We gotta show up. We gotta show up at E3. What and year did the PS4 come out? Uh, 2013. Yeah, 2013. 2013. Uh, I have, um, uh, I built my PC in 2013, uh, and I've got an 8 core, 4 gigahertz, 16 gigs of RAM, uh, 4 gigabyte uh, video card um, that uh, it was very expensive to build. <laughs> I don't know what I just. I guess I just wanted to flex my e penis on there. Never mind. <laughs> disregard. Uh, what you I'm, shouldn't disregard is that the Dark Souls board game uh, Kickstarter launched uh, and it got funded in three minutes. Uh, wow! The and they moment. are currently sitting at one point five nine million dollars over yep. their seventy thousand dollar goal. Hey Shane, before you, I know you guys are gonna go in and talk shit about this, but I'll tell you this: the 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 add-ons for breaking each of their goals has been nothing but like gold. It's like finding a rare weapon on, on Dark Souls by accident. That's how amazing they're, they're, they're doing a good job on, on pushing the stretch goals. And I, I love them. They're like expansions for free. There's like new bosses. There's new AI characters, uh, new classes exclusively for the Dark Souls board game. I'm super hyped. I'm hype. I'm hype. I'm hype, baby. Uh, and, um, I mean, if you listen to like last week's episode, I, I, I'm not unhype for the uh, for the game. What I'm unhype for is the fact that they went to Kickstarter, they pulled a Shenmue three, and they went to Kickstarter, and I and I got into a, an argument on Reddit. Uh, well, not really an argument. Uh, a lot of people agree with me, which is odd. 
Um, I wasn't called a racist, but I, I, and, to reinstate, yeah, to <laughs> reinstate my thesis from last week is they went through, they got the licensing, and then we saw their Kickstarter. They, they secured the licensing from Namco. They hired all these artists to draw and design the game. They got prototypes of the, the figures. They, uh, sat down and made all the rules for the game. They put a lot of time, money, and effort into producing the um, the actual product, and they're asking for seventy thousand dollars, which sounds like they just needed money for like a first run printing. Which I I I I find the Kickstarter ness a little disingenuous. And mm. what I mean by that is they Dark Souls is one of the most popular games around. Dark Souls three just came out. They say, yo, we went through all this time and effort to secure the, you know, we like they put a lot of work into this mm-hmm. and they're only asking for production costs. And it, I feel like that they took advantage of Kickstarter in the way that like fans are like, hey, if we don't fund this game, we're not going to get it. So like we, we need to, we need to get on this right now. We need to get on this right now. And I, I, f- I feel like that. Uh, there, there, there is a problem with overproducing. The, 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 in board games, it's really easy to overprint board games and have a lot just sitting on the shelves. Mm. So I feel like there's a lot of like false um, hype. Uh, like, like, uh, uh, like, would the game would the game not have been successful if not for Kickstarter? Like the fear of underfunding and the general like, whoa, we're going to Kickstarter. You can get on this. Do you think the project would have been made? Uh, and another question to pose is if they went. 80 85 percent of the way and it didn't get funded do you think that they would have just taken that seventy thousand out of pocket and printed the first run that's my questions to you the geekscape games host i think uh it is i I can see your point of view which can be a little can be a little cumbersome because i'm like at at first when i heard about it i was like damn eighty dollars for just the board game is really steep like which is which is not well, it's that, eighty dollars euro, and then converted it to US, it's one hundred and ten, which is um, not unheard of for like a top shelf, yeah. like quality. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's cool, game. you know. I was like, all right, it's, it's a big, it's a big box, it's a big, it's it's a huge game, uh, and I think you know, even even so, I think they were a little worried too because Dark Souls Two wasn't a good game, and a lot of people <laughs> were not happy about that, and people, were, and I'm quite sure people were very, you know. Asking the question, is Dark Souls 3 any good? And, uh, all the reviews came in and they were just like, oh, Dark Souls 3 is back, blah, 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 and whatever. And I think, you know, uh, to answer your second question, I feel like even if they didn't successfully kickstart it, uh, I know knowing Bandai and knowing their Bandai, uh, toy company, and they're really notorious about, uh, Americans making any of their products of any type of figurine. I know mm-hmm. that they they wouldn't even bother even making. They probably would have gone go and uh, was it the uh, the other funding website? I keep forgetting what's it called. Indiegogo. Yeah, they would have gone Indiegogo for sure because uh, Bandai is not going to give them shit of money. It, it's not Bandai like they oh they have the money. It's just Bandai is just notorious for uh, you know being not like the game Westerners company. Touch their they'll, stuff? they'll they'll destroy them. Yeah, if that. That was, I think they paid out of their cash first to get that license. I think they upfront just said, how much is this for the license? And I'm quite sure they went through months and months of, of sending concepts to the Japanese company and, and being like, well, this is not going to fit. This doesn't fit with the product. 
because they're notorious, man. Like you don't get it. Like I've worked in the retail for like you know Japanese imports, and it's insane. They are very notorious for it. They're just like, no, you can't sell that. No, that doesn't look like any of our products. And they're very, they're just like Nintendo. They they're very secretive about their products or anything to do with their game. So, huh. yeah. And, and, I, I, then, I and then, oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead, guys. Yeah, no, I was gonna say, just in the end of the day, uh, they wrote on everybody's, you know, they wrote on everybody's hard on for Dark Souls. You know, they did it mm-hmm. right at the moment, a couple days right after it released. They they probably talked it out with Bandai, and if they if they if they, if Dark Souls never came out, they would have done Indiegogo if it never succeeded. So, uh, but the market's there, you know. People want that kind of stuff now. People board games are are blowing up this year for some reason or another. It's growing and it's growing fast. You're gonna Wait. say something, Lee? Oh no. Um. Otherwise, I I was just gonna say, um. I don't I don't think they would have been officially sponsored. Uh, it it seems like a weird transition. I don't know how many games have gone from like console to board game, but I, I think they'd be really concerned about the effort put into it and kind of the return they'd see. Are are they aiming at a really niche market? Um, even if they did see a bunch of people that liked it, I don't think there would have been enough, but apparently there was. So I honestly don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I um and like. Carlos, you, you brought up a good point that, you know, they spent the time, they put in the time, they put in the time, they put in the time to, like, get everything nailed down with uh, Namco. It just feels like, go the extra 15% and fucking just print. I, mm-hmm. I, I have I have a stick up on my ass with Kickstarter and, like, crowdfunding. Oh, no, I, I mean, I just, we've, we've all felt the burn of it, so, I mean... Not me! I haven't done I it! Have. I ain't dumb! I, I felt you it dumb. Mighty Number no. 9, which <laughs> you, you, will never you, come you out. You dumb! <laughs> I know that for sure. That one, yeah. But yeah, so. I mean, I'm kind of the. I mean, I spent a lot of time talking about this last week, so I won't go into too much detail. But just to echo what everyone else is already saying, I kind of feel like they didn't need echo, to go to Kickstarter, echo. and I'm somewhat surprised that it funded as fast and reached the amount of money that it did. But I mean, you know, good for them. Hopefully, the people who backed it get their product, um, like a worthwhile product, in a timely manner. And hopefully it goes well for everybody, but I'm just like, after being a part of enough Kickstarters to where it doesn't feel like it's worth it anymore, I just really can't support anything unless it's a really compelling product at this point. What is your What is your cat's opinion on Kickstarter? I don't know, I think Meow. she just, yeah, I think, I don't think she has much to say about it. Does she have an opinion on Guile joining Street Fighter Five? Not until she starts making her own money. <laughs> uh, d- uh, tell us about that guys um, yeah with uh, their monthly update that Capcom promised a Street Fighter 5 uh, the next uh, Carlos correct me if I'm wrong they're going to do a total of 5 characters or 6 characters for the season I was thinking it's 5 right uh, I, th- I think it's 5 characters per season for now right so, the so, so second far we char- got Alex and then mm-hmm. the new one that got recently announced is Guile right and the changes that they're making to him are really, really interesting. Um, as as you know, if you've played Street Fighter V, a lot of the quote-unquote charge characters, which are the characters whose special moves are done by like holding backwards or down for a certain amount of time and then switching to the opposite direction, um, a lot of those characters got completely changed Like with Vega. he has All of his moves used to be like that, and now I think none of them are. Yeah, everything um, got changed over. That, that's why Street Fighter V is a... Such a different game now. 
Yeah, I know. It makes it such a standout compared to the previous ones, but Capcom mm-hmm. promised that Guile was going to remain like a tried and true charge character, and that was going to basically be his gimmick. But What's a charge character? I just a, explained it. A charge it. character is... Uh, uh, so, for example, like, you know, Ryu's attacks are, are quarter quarter circle, you know, so it's like, so yeah, quarter U, so it's like down and then all the way to the right, I guess I could explain, but charge like. characters is like holding the back, uh, holding the stick for about a couple seconds, right, Josh? Like, I think it's about like two seconds or something for a charge, and then you auto- you automatically go from holding back for two seconds to, to forward. like forward yeah yeah and then you hit the attack button so huh. Shane you can never like you can never give me shit about not listening to you and your counter strike uh, rants because I literally just said that <laughs> like, you, you didn't explain it well I understood fucking Carlos I was listening to you I'm like what he the said fuck almost is, the like... exact same thing I did all right I wasn't listening I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> no but but. Makes, and I had have, a client text me, all right? Fuck, <laughs> realtors don't clock out. Wait, 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 wait. So you tried to blame it on me first and say I didn't explain it well, and then you said <laughs> I, I was texting. <laughs> no, but... I'm so sorry! But the, you know, as with the rest of the characters in Street Fighter V, uh, Guile does have his unique skills under his uh, V, like his V... Uh, what is it? V skills and V reversal. And what was the third one, Carlos? I'm blanking uh, out. It was it was the V circle. It was the V. Oh, fuck. Yeah. His either, V skill. Either, yeah. Either way, it's like he, um, his V skill is that he gets to set like a sonic, a stationary sonic boom right in front of him. Oh, so it kind amazing. of like leaves that trap. Yeah. And then his his major V skill, whichever it's called, because I'm we're both blanking, but he gets to throw three different sonic booms in a row. Each one of them could be at different speeds depending on which buttons pushed. Jeez. But the most, to me, the most exciting thing about this, and anyone who had nightmares of like sinking a bunch of quarters and getting trounced by the cheating ass computer in Street Fighter Two all those years <laughs> ago, is that Guile is going to be the only character to have a walking charge. So what that <sighs> basically means is that in the past, when you use Guile and you do his flash kick, you had to hold down for three seconds and then push up kick to do, mm-hmm. and that's like one of his trademark moves. Um, if you remember back in the days of Street Fighter 2, the computer just said, fuck game mechanics, and he would walk forward, and then when you try to jump, he'd do the flash kick, even though that's impossible, because yep. he could only do it from a ducking position. But now, if you hold, like, diagonal down forward, Guile will walk forward, but it'll still register that you're holding down. So you can, once once he's released, you're going to be able to replicate that and be able to do a flash kick out of a walk, a forward walk instead of being stuck in one position and having to duck. So I'm a little it's nervous like, that he might be broken just a little bit. But, you know, I, I like like people in the fighting community saying, like, it's not broken, you just got to figure out how to get around him, you know? Yeah, and I, I would be worried if the rest of the characters, like, for all of Street Fighter V's problems, it feels pretty balanced. That's probably one of its biggest strengths. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I would be worried, but the track record so far shows otherwise. So I'm gonna try to give him a little bit of faith. Yeah, me too. Kind of happy. So what's back. a charge character? <laughs> Are you being serious, Shane? I think I think it's somewhere. I think oh, it's, or, or, I think or, it's, it's hey, I think it's buried I've, somewhere I've in that Dark Souls Three review that you need to be working on. I think he's asking a client what's a charge character. I think that's what he's doing. He's texting the client. He's like, do you know what a charge character is? Just want to know. Sorry, sorry. To wake up in the the night. I haven't really followed the. Um, the Street Fighter franchise, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious too, and that's just kind of the 
the his fighting style, a lot of his attacks are just going to be ones that you kind of have to prepare ahead of time. Right, much, that's exactly yeah. it. Because mm-hmm. it's like okay. so, like no, like just like a brief like difference between the two types of characters, like say Ryu, he could throw out his fireball at any point, but it also leaves him more vulnerable. Whereas a charge character, since you have to hold back before you could unleash your um, fireball, like in Guile's case, Sonic Boom, blocking in Street Fighter is done by holding back. So charge characters are also naturally more defensive since they're going to be auto-blocking while they're charging that attack to begin with. But at the same time, they lose mobility because they can't move forward while they're preparing it. Which is so why this is such a game changer because now Guile can charge. Not only does he have like a billion different variations of the Sonic Boom that helps him control the entire field, but now he can charge his flash kick without losing his mobility, which used to be the trade-off in every yeah. other Street Fighter since like 1991. Yep. So what what are the other character types? There's really there's really only two. There's a charge character and then just, I don't know if there's a name for it, but just like the standard character where, say, mm-hmm. Ryu... His fireballs are done by rolling the stick from the down position to the forward position. Yeah, well, we, we all know about the, how to do the Hadouken. Yeah, I'm just making sure because you don't know what a charge character is. Shut the <laughs> fuck up! <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the only other character is like the grappler characters like Zangief who have to get in really close to do bi- their big uh, throws for a larger amount of damage, but he can't really do anything from far away. And those moves are usually done by rotating the the stick like a full 360 degree angle which also makes it a little more challenging because doing the 360 degree angle will make him jump a lot of times unless you do it certain ways so that's also kind of the trade-off so those are like really the only three types of street fighter characters but of course the mechanics with each move that's uh, done from each position also plays into like how that individual character differentiates themselves from other ones who play similar so you know um, I was going to say, oh, go you know ahead. who else did a 360 out of nowhere, which is uh, our next story, which is Mad Cats. Shane, do you know I what's going segues. on? I love your segues. They are so good. Do you what? guys know Where what's going on? All, all my life. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys know, Mad Cats has been a huge, huge um, investor in about like giving money to each tournament. They've been in a lot of tournaments recently. And uh, to, to as of, I think this week, they announced on Twitter that they will not be sponsoring Tokyo Game Show. And a lot of people are wondering, what's going on with, like, Mad Cat? So, uh, I don't know if you guys know that uh, Mad Cat's had the license for Rock Band 4. And it didn't do so well. So That they, sucks. It yeah, sucks. They lost so much money that they had to cut back at least 37% of their staff. And they dropped a lot of sponsor players. They even dropped their community manager, which was Markman, who was a huge, like, influence in the fighting game community. And it sucks because Capcom Pro Tour, I mean... <laughs> That was, you know, the Tokyo Game Show is their highlight. You know, that's it's U.S. versus Tokyo. It's always huge, and uh, having Mad Cat. I guess it's always huge. Yeah, and having them pull out, it's kind of like, oh shit, that's crazy. Like, I can't believe uh, they're just like, no, we're, we we just don't have the money, you know, which is crazy because like I've seen the arcade sticks go up in price, and there's rumors that uh, Right now, there's a lot of rumors circulating that Sony's actually talking to Mad Cats to buy them off right now. So that seems to be a thing. And, and I don't know if they're credible sources because it's been going on and off at NeoGAF. But uh, I don't know really if it's going to happen. But if, because, you know, right now, Street Fighter V is only exclusive for the PS4 and PC. And if Sony cuffs them up and say, well, you're going to make only arcade sticks officially just for us. It would be a really huge, like, whoa, then 
Sony's really stepping up their game and, and trying to pretty much try to buy everything that they can. You know, that peripheral itself sells a lot. So yeah, that would be Street weird Fighter's though to me. Be- anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that would be Street weird Fight- to me though because they're still hoary. So it's yeah, not they're like hoary. they're going to have an exclusive yeah. like stranglehold on the arcade stick. Yeah, I market. just think that they that they know that they could buy them off and buy off whatever other IPs that Mad Cats owns as, as far as video games do, you know, which is only like Rock Band. But I, I know if they were to just buy Mad Cats, they'll they'll do something with it for sure, hands down. But yeah, it's crazy stuff. It, it kind of sucks because a lot of people were kind of uh, wanting that sponsored money. You know, people go to Tokyo, participate, get some money, but it didn't happen this year. Yeah, so I mean, they just—they just—is it—is it when you say sponsor money, is it like prize pool money or is it yeah, like a prize team pool. sponsor? No, yeah. it's the prize okay. pool. Yeah, yeah, because okay. a, like a big reason why Street Fighter Five is so bare bones when it was released is because essentially the game wasn't ready when they promised to have it out, but they <laughs> you already don't say. Yeah, but I mean, they already had a bunch <laughs> of uh, they already had a bunch of tournaments already like a schedule scheduled ahead of time, like be, uh, when they were projecting that release date. So rather than delay it and put a hold on the tournament scene that they had already kind of started setting up. Yeah. They just were like, well, let's just release the game for the tournament players and all of the features that we didn't have ready on time. We'll just release over time. So it's actually really interesting and kind of slightly disheartening that one of the biggest sponsors for their Capcom cup, which is a big reason why the game was released in the state that it was in is being forced to pull out. And it makes me wonder a little bit what future will hold for you know, their tournament plans going forward. Yeah. Well, another news talking about stuff locked in a CD kind of games, uh, Batman Arkham HD got leaked recently. Whoa, whoa, you are going outside of the list. Oh, am I? Wait, what was next? No, go ahead. Out of, out of, VR porn. We're, we're already, oh, no, man. we're already, well, that wasn't next, was it? No, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Batman. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but, uh, Batman Arkham HD was leaked recently. I think GameStop Euro, or, or I forgot which GameStop, but uh, they released news that there's a, com- a a compilation of all the Batman Arkham games coming out in HD. I don't know why they're doing it now. Uh, I think mm. is everybody over? It's a, everybody got over Batman, right? Because I'm done. Arkham Knight I'm done sucked. With Arkham games. But anyway, I, two like two almost, comments. Like, sorry, two ahead, comments real quick about it. Geez. One. I heard a rumor that Origins wasn't going to be included in the set. Oh, that, that and, one's not in there. Yeah. Yeah, and even though Origins was probably the worst game in the series, it also had the but, best boss fights. So yeah, it's kind of sure. disappointing that they're not doing the whole collection if you're going to do that. And another thing, can we stop calling these games HD collections now? Because they've been in HD since 2006. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, when they first released it, didn't it look great? What What's yeah. so HD about this? <laughs> it's the same reason they released Last of Us Remastered less than a year after Last of Us came out, because oh, they wanted God. to sell it again yeah. and they you, know people will buy it. You, I love how you're... you're uh, you, they just want to fucking, like... It's the, um... Shit, uh, it's the Nintendo Virtual Console, like marketing ploy like it's like hey we're nintendo we're gonna sell you the same game you bought 15 times over and you're still gonna pay full retail price oh you you wait, want wait, that, wait, uh, wait, you want... wait a second don't don't credit that to nintendo they've been doing that for so long like everybody else yeah yeah and, and credit, yeah they're po- but no but nintendo yeah nintendo i agree that nintendo virtual console is bullshit i'm just saying that nintendo started doing that a good like five years after hd collection started flooding the market Shit. Oh yeah, I mean, how many times did we buy Super Mario Bros. Three? You, you buy it on the NES, you buy it in that SNES collection. Ah. You got a couple of them on the Game Boy Advance. I mean, like, fuck oh, Nintendo. Yeah. I bought it 
I think I bought it twice, once on the Game Boy Advance. No, I technically only bought it once because my first one came with the Super Nintendo and the second one was for the Game Boy Advance. I haven't bought shit again since, so that, well, that's on me. Well, talk about though. leaked that's... and leaked nudes. Shane, you can take it from here, my friend. Okay, all right. This is your expertise. This is awesome. It's your time to shine. Yes. So, uh, if you follow Geekscape, uh, shut up. If you follow Geekscape, if you follow me, um, you know that at Comic Con last year, I got to test out VR porn with Naughty America, and I was sold. And it's awesome. And I can't tell you how much VR porn is the future. It's well, there's a company. Oh, it is life changing. It was so weird because, like, like the chick started blowing the dude that I was, you know, buff Puerto Rican dude. I'm, I'm, you know, a pudgy Irish guy. Uh, so I, that that took me out of it. But when she I mean, like, this is gonna sound really, this is gonna sound really weird. Well, go ahead. How did it feel to watch that in like a crowded bar, like full of other mm-hmm. people? <laughs> so um, uh, I'm a pervert. And I don't care. But uh, the the thing was, and this might sound weird, but it's the same thing when you when you do like an Oculus Rift. Um, we we did another uh, 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 VR experience, like a VR movie, where you're in a wheelchair, and there's a part in the wheelchair where they they wheel you to the top of a staircase. And my stomach dropped. I was like, what? Like you get that, you know, looking over the edge of a cliff, vertigo feeling. Well, when that chick put that dude's dick in her mouth, I was like, ugh. Like like it gave you like vertigo. My, um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it like, uh, my dick was expecting something to be there. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna mince words. Like I was expecting, you know, a blow ski. Um, wasn't the girl so in anyway, the video giving you, like giving you the VR set to begin with? Oh, no, no, no. She was like hiding in the corner. And then when I took the headset off, she was standing in front of me and I'm like, oh, this, okay, this is uncomfortable. It's a more um, realistic way to come to the realization that you're still alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's that moment. On that note, being alone, I will buy this. It, it's that moment. <laughs> that moment, Shane thought. Shane thought to himself, "Yeah, I gotta do something with this uh, life thing. I gotta get me a girlfriend soon, for sure." No, he's no, he's a little uh, player right now, aren't you? No. He I told your mom to keep her mouth shut. <laughs> hey, he, I can't he, tell her what to do. I mean, she's a wild woman. Anyway, anyway, so this company named Aura Visor uh, did a Kickstarter campaign, and um, <laughs> they got um, they got uh, fully funded at uh, I don't know what their request was, but they got fully funded at 116 British pounds, and basically they wanted to make a wire-free wireless um, uh, like VR set, uh, you know, fairly reasonably priced. Um, I think um, at the 135 pound, uh, 202 US dollars, you got the headset and a controller, and it was at a discount. So it's 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 comparable to um, uh, like the the Morpheus and all that stuff. But they they wanted to um, uh, they kind of wanted to make it a standalone like rental service for say like hotel rooms. So, uh, you know how you can, like, rent games on, like, TVs, uh, you know, they have the N64 controller plugged in, or you can rent movies and and stuff like that. Well, they wanted to make it, like, a point-of-sale entertainment system for hotel rooms. They wanted games, movies, video streaming, um, but one thing that they they were doing is that, in the video streaming, is that you could get a virtual porn experience. And they've teamed up with some, um, 
hotels in Vegas. And for $20 and experience, you can put the headset on and you'll see a, like, they'll tell you to sit down in a chair in your room or on the bed and you put the headset on and it's filmed from your hotel room and a chick or a guy you can pick will walk in and perform the scene for you, like, in your bed. So Shane, you sound so, way too fucking excited about this shit. Dude. Yeah, that's awesome. So you can go down to the strip and get like a like a ten dollar crack whore to come and blow you, and you can think it's Sasha Gray in your hotel room. Well, it's not gonna be Sasha Gray. Well, I mean, oh, God, Jesse Andrews, Jesse, Jesse Andrews, Jesse Andrews, uh, Bailey J, Jesse Bailey, Andrews. Bailey J, just Bailey. It's Bailey J. Sasha Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, yes. Can we have Sasha Banks in there? That'd be awesome. Um, uh, look up. Hold on. Uh, Aiden Owski, Sasha Gray. Hold on. We're consulting the book of knowledge. Guys, this is um, why we're the number one sex podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Oh, my God. Sasha Gray did a video with Hatomi Tanaka? <laughs> Anyways, Hell, yeah. Subscribe well, to our sex, Sexgate podcast. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Google. Are we on Google Podcasts yet, Shane? Yeah, oh, we we were. Oh, okay. oh, homie, we were on there day one. In fact, it was kind of a bit of a scandal that we were on there, and the main <laughs> show wasn't. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, um, uh, Sasha Gray. No, it was Stoya. No, oh, I God. Confused. Well, Never mind. Well, while you while you look that up, let's transition from one kind of beating to another because Mafia Three got a new trailer this week. I love that. I love that, Josh. I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> now, I can mean, we talk about how cool this trailer is looking like? It's awesome. I love like, the the year they're choosing too. Yeah, I yeah, mean, so oh, go ahead, Lee. Oh, I, I was just gonna say. Um, well, actually, I want to start somewhere else, but I, I guess with the setting of it, uh, yeah, it's taking place in 1968 in New Bordeaux or New Orleans, essentially. Um, New Orleans by the Bayou. By the Bayou. <laughs> And uh, the the main character that you play is going to be Lincoln Clay. Um, pretty much, he spent a lot of his young life um, in the Catholic or- orphanage until it uh, closed down. Um, and before he became of age, he joined the Black Mob, which hmm. pretty much is a little mafia, whatever they do, fun mob stuff. And he when is he it, turned is it, it like is it like Afro American Black Mob or is that like its, <laughs> its name? I did some research on the black mob itself, and I I guess you could say it was more of an ethnic mafia <laughs> along along that mm. style. <laughs> uh, I, I'm dodging mafia. some bullets here. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> black mafia matters. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> am I going to die for saying this stuff? No, you'll be oh, no, Alaska. You'll be, you, yeah, you're, not, you're far, you're far, far no, away from anybody. There ain't no brother gonna go after you, Lee. You're good, bro. You're good. Sweet. I I, I know all of them. <laughs> he, uh, there's he, only like three or four up here in the last. Lee's game, got protection because he heard what a charge character was the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, so but you got to see gameplay footage, right, Lee? Yeah, yeah. Um, what it looks like, and I guess I could call the gameplay footage if I could sum it up this way: Grand Call of Mafia Duty Three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hold on so the over the shoulder perspective reminded me of Grand Theft Auto and it took some mm. elements uh, in in uh, the second game did they have any sort of cover fire like you could duck down behind things I think yeah they yeah they did yeah. 
You did. They did. So th- so they kept I've, that I've around. Nev- I've never played any of the Mafia games. I played Mafia. I finished Mafia two in like in like three days. So I sped through it so fast. I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I know for sure that it did have mm-hmm. like a cover mechanic as its core, like shooting style. Hmm. Uh, uh, one of the other things about the gameplay that I liked, at least from the video, um, there was a way that you can then interrogate people, essentially. Uh, if you're in the same vehicle as them and you're driving, of course, um, to make them start talking, you just drive as crazy as you can. And I'm assuming you have to keep you know, yourself and them alive, too, in the process. But if you just drive like a complete jackass, you'll see this little meter fill up. He'll start saying stuff to help you through the story and, or give you the information that you want. And that that kind of stood out, but uh, otherwise, back to the combat. He and what I was saying before with the the story part. When he turned eighteen, he joined the um, the army and went to the Vietnam War. And when you see him in combat, you can see a lot of kind of, I guess you could say, uh, form, hmm. just proper form. So, uh, he looks very c- militarized when he fights. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Okay. That's where the Call of Duty part comes from. Mm. Uh, so he's and back for revenge. That's what's up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah, when it sounds really good, like the past... Oh, go ahead, Josh. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, it, sound, it looks and sounds all really good. Like the past, like mm-hmm. Mafia 2, it wasn't without its flaws, but it was a really it was a really interesting take on like the open world crime genre. So, I mean, all this news is really exciting, and being able to see 3 in action is getting me more hype for it than I expected to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the year they're choosing too. I think that year is very uh, like, yeah, I don't know, maybe because it's right before the 70s so there's a lot of like drugs already. There's a really a lot of like movements going on, you know, kind of stuff and the fact that I get to drive Charger cars muscle yeah. cars, I'm yeah. kind of down like this is like, okay, this is kind of what I've been looking for, you know, if this is the way that they're moving on to. Eventually I hope they tackle the 80s and i hope they tackle the 90s kind of mafia stuff that went on so if this is what they're going for then i'm I'm all in i'm all in to support it i'm super down um and i'm just i'm just doing a cursory search um mafia one was set in the 30s and mafia two was set in the 40s and 50s um which me personally didn't really like pique my interest but mm. 1968 um i i have i kind of have a fetish for why uh and uh it's it's pretty much um we we as a country had a, a switch like the the vietnam ideology war was switch a, mm-hmm. y- yeah like an ideology um uh there was you know the social economical the racial tensions like everything just blew up in the, the late 60s and really 1968 uh vietnam really fucked the country up it was first televised war you know we were losing we we lost um it, it, why were we over there? That there was, you know, flower children, and then you have, you know, the the uh, what's that? There was that, you know, that not Fort Hood shooting. There was that shooting on a um, that uh, that campus, and then you have, you know, the famous scene of like the flower child girl putting the flower in the, the soldier's M4 or M1. It's just okay, all this yeah. shit. Like, like, like. So it's probably the most interesting decade um, for me, and most interesting year, and. Um, you know, uh, we lost a president and we went to space. So there's, you know, a lot of shit going on. So I'm super stoked, super interested um, in this. Um, and I've yeah. never played any of the Mafia games, but I'm, I'm stoked just purely for the setting. Yeah, no, it's all really exciting stuff. But uh, 
a lot of people, speaking of the 60s drugs, a lot of people would say that Nintendo was on some of those when they decided to bring out Metroid Prime Federation Force, which actually got a release date this week. <laughs> uh, August hey, I, like, I like the looks of that. Yeah, Ugh. it's like, I don't know. It's like, I'm of two minds. I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm maybe too empathetic in this case because I get it. Like, it's been so long since we got a proper Metroid game, and the last one we did completely, like, kind of hurt Samus's character with the way she was portrayed by Team Ninja in other m Mm -hmm. so after all this time there's been so many rumors of like a new proper metroid whether it was metroid dread which has been rumored for god knows how long to an actual prime game whenever retro studios is there's rumors that retro studios is working on something everyone just kind of hopes it's a prime game and after all this time they announce a new metroid game and it's this where samus is nowhere to be found you're playing as like these kind of like cutesy federation (laughs) soldiers and i get it like there's no way to deflate. It's kind of like, I mean, Wind Waker ended up being amazing, but in a way it's like Wind Waker all over again in this, with this, uh, as far as a sentiment that people share where they were hyped up for, you know, that realistic looking Ganondorf and Link fight. And then we ended up getting the cell shaded Wind Waker and it deflated a lot of people. And this is a similar case. I feel now with that said, I got a chance to play it a couple times and it plays just as well, if not better than Metroid Prime Hunters on DS did, which me and Lee were talking before the show, which is a fantastic game. And now they're kind of taking, and now they're kind of taking like a more monster hunter ish approach where you're play It's like a co-op experience where you're going to team up against larger monsters or uh, team up to accomplish certain missions. So it's an interesting creative take on Metroid, which has been a lot of fun every time I've had to play it so far, but at the same time, with all that said, I'd still rather be playing a proper Samus adventure. Exactly. But that doesn't mean yeah. that it, at the same time, that doesn't mean it can't still be like a fun spinoff while we wait for the next Metroid to finally come. So, uh, when we, are we going to get a Metroid softcore porn never gonna, game? <laughs> we're going to get a VR Metroid porn. That's what we're going to get. The closest we'll ever get <laughs> oh, no. to that is the, is the uh, Bailey, co- what was it called again? What was the damn password? The Bailey oh, something? Oh, uh, Justin Bailey. Yeah, Justin Bailey is the closest we're going to get to that. But sorry, uh, Carlos, you were going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, I, I mean, I've, I played it at uh, WonderCon, and I wasn't too excited for it. I know that there's this story leads up right after Metroid Prime 3, I think, or it's after Fusion, I think. And I really don't care. And I know for some reason they're going to drop Samus there as like a, an appearance of some sort because it has a storyline and everything, but... I just don't Samus care. is Jason Todd, <laughs> but I, I don't give a shit because I'm like I'm more ex- I'm more excited more for Monster Hunter Generations than anything, and like I don't I don't want this like this is not what I wanted. I get I sound like a fucking whiny a, a whiny ass baby fucking Nintendo fan, but fuck it's like we're just asking for a new Metro game. It doesn't have to be Metro Prime, you know, and it's and it right. sucks because this game was I... originally a mini game. And then Nintendo's like, well, people are asking for Metroid. Oh, let's just slap the Metroid uh, kind of um, uh, skin onto it, and it works. That's yeah. what's lazy about this game. And that's what's pissing me off, is that this game was like, wasn't even yeah. a Metroid game. This was an original like mini game two E3s ago, and now they're like, oh, it's a, it's a Metroid game now. It's like, no, it wasn't. You guys just slapped Metroid on it, and now you're calling it Metroid Prime. Kind of, kind of like Star Fox Guard, when it was just kind Project like, Guard. Yeah. Kind of like Star Fox in general for the Wii U. It's hey. just, yeah. yeah man. <laughs> well, it's like, it's weird because I'm, I mean, I don't know what Nintendo's doing lately. I mean, it's no secret that their Wii U wasn't doing too well, but it's 
yep. seems like they're making all these backward choices lately. It's like we want another Metroid, so then they give us this, which is nothing like classic Metroid. We say we want a proper Paper Mario, but then the next one looks almost exactly like Sticker Star. Um, well, but this like like the review the look? reviews for Star Fox so far are coming out, and it's looking really weird. But I mean, it's, on the other side yeah. of the coin, Lee, you were saying that you were really looking forward to Metroid Prime, so maybe you could boost the positivity a bit. Yeah, what what I was gonna say was it it reminds me of um, what was that uh, Link uh, Tale of Four Swords? Oh yeah, Four what Swords. That? Yeah, that's what it looks like, um, and pretty much that meets Halo because those aliens look like Covenant or something, and oh, it just so happens to be <laughs> Metroid too. So I think it'll uh, as far as the multiplayer side of things go in co-op, I think it's gonna be pretty fun. And that's probably what's going to drive the gameplay because I don't necessarily think the combat's going to be too complicated. So I think just being able to play with people, that will be the main point of it. Because, yeah, the the combat, from what I've seen, doesn't look entirely too exciting. But Yeah, Yeah, let let me ask you a question since you're talking about how you're kind of down to play the game. Would you pay forty dollars for this game? I think so. I would. Would you? I, I would really you pay thirty-two dollars with the Amazon Prime discount? No, <laughs> that that's that's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's too little. Like I don't know, and like another point that Carlos made is like, do we even get that like, discount up here in Alaska? Yeah, yeah, it's nationwide. Best Buy too with their gamers club. But well, see, mm-hmm. so whoa, 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 you haven't you've lived in the continental U.S. your entire life, nationwide. Doesn't necessarily include Hawaii and Alaska. No, I know that, but no, I'm saying that this is nationwide. I know that for a fact. Like yes, they made Amazon a big deal Prime out of it. It works okay. in Alaska. Free shipping. <laughs> it's legit. No, and but you they get the have prices. But like another thing that Carlos mentioned that I wanted to touch on real quick is just slapping existing IPs onto what could be new IPs. And I get it from marketing from a marketing standpoint, but imagine how well Prince Fluff's first game would have been received if he wasn't just hijacked by Kirby. And then that game ended up getting hijacked by Yoshi. So Prince Fluff? Prince Fluff was the main character of Kirby's Epic Yarn. It was Mm -hmm. supposed to be his game. And then it became Kirby's Epic Yarn because they didn't think it would sell. And then its like spiritual successor was Yoshi's Wooly World, which ended up having nothing to do with the previous one at all aside from the visual style. So Yeah. But yeah, it's like Nintendo has these chances to make new IPs, but they feel like they're afraid to a lot of times. But we'll have to see how Federation Force turns out. But, uh, right. We're cool. running Wait, a little you late. You want to say something real quick? Huh? I do? No. The, oh, because yeah. of the raised hand. digital hand was raised. <laughs> My digital hand was raised a long time ago. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, right, uh, speed uh, round. I'll let, you do it. We, I'll let you do it. Yeah, speed round because we are running long once again and we still have our games that we played this week to get through. So, yep. was there anything anyone else wants to talk to? Otherwise, I'm just going to speed through my stuff. Eh. Oh, uh, Xbox 360 uh, production got halted uh, today. Yeah, rest which is peace. a shame. I mean, rest hashtag in peace is a great console. 360, hashtag, we love you. Um, I have a 360. Uh, we will all sign it. If anybody uh, wants it, tweet me. What? Right. Does anyone remember that awesome feature that was for the first year of the 360, but stopped after that, where if you bought one of the small memory cards, you could take them to demo kiosks and download free DLC? Oh, yeah. I remember that stuff. Yeah. Remember the feature cool where everybody was able to sit down and watch Netflix together via Xbox Live? You remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it like, yeah, died was, in like was... three months. I was like, it was cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, remember that yeah. feature of the Xbox 360 where it stopped working? 
Yeah, it's because it's yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> um, Okay, but guys, uh, we have to transition to what we've been playing because we've we've all it looks like we've all been pretty busy playing a lot of video games this year. I mean, Josh, week. Josh had a lightning round. Josh had a lightning round. I'm oh. just gonna speed through real quick. Tokyo Mirage Sessions hashtag. Is it? Do they include the hashtag? Whatever. Tokyo Mirage Sessions FD. <laughs> It's got a collector's edition announced that's coming out the same day as the game in July, which comes with a CD soundtrack, which makes sense. Since I really want the, that game. Yeah, all the characters are idols slash students slash feudal Japanese warriors. So, Can I play it in VR? Not yet. Does it come with a... F- oh, it's on Wii U! It's not a fucking Vita game! No, what? it's a Wii U exclusive. <laughs> it's, a, it's a collaboration. It's that Fire Emblem Cross oh, Shinigami Tensei game that, pe- that was rumored for that's a long time right. and it ended up having nothing to do with either. Except for like yeah. gameplay mechanics, but that's coming and the waifus. out. Um, Fairy Fencer F Advent Dark Force is coming out July 26, which is going to add a bunch that, of new story that game scenarios. Is Fuck you. Uh, Titanfall comes out. <laughs> it, Titanfall 2 is having a reveal on June 12th, so obviously we don't have a lot of news on that, except it's being revealed. So look out for that. And Rocket really League got that. a hoops mode. So on top of the hockey mode that got added and the core soccer inspired mode, we're going to have a basketball mode added, which will also include a banner dlc for two bucks where you can skin your cars with your favorite nba teams and that's it all right uh games we played carlos take it off dark souls 3 fun i'm dying a lot all right next one uh firewatch it's indie (laughs) it's cool no not really no 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 no, not really not really go back go back baby uh dark souls 3 it's fun i'm dying a lot and i'm doing uh a punishment on myself every time i die i have to do 20 sit-ups and each death, so I've been dying a lot, and my stomach hurts, so uh, it's paying off. So how's that eight pack looking? <laughs> it's looking flabulous. It's not looking well <laughs> so far. I keep drinking beer every time, so it's all right. It's, it's a balance. It's oh, a balance. beer. Uh, loving the multiplayer. It's very deep. Gameplay's changed a lot. I love a little bit of Demon Souls and Dark Souls One. I highly recommend it. Shane's getting killed a lot too, so that's good. Uh, hey. playing Firewatch is my first. I'm only in the second day of Firewatch. It's really nice. Has a great story. Uh, I think the voice acting is amazing. Uh, the fact that you're by yourself in a national park trying to figure out this mystery, it's pretty awesome. Uh, Dude, when you're done with that, when you when you've beaten that game, me and Derek sat down for an hour and talked spoiler heavy, talked about it. Okay, listen cool. to that episode. All right. It, it would, uh, I played also. I'm playing right now. You guys are gonna hate me, but I'm playing the new Kingdom Hearts game that's on the phone right now called Kingdom Hearts Get Unchained. The, Hold get up. the fuck out. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, <laughs> another another Kingdom Hearts story. spinoff. It's actually Before part, part of the story, so I'm all down for it. So, uh, go check it out. It actually, it's pretty cool. It you don't have to really pay to play, so I, that's what I like. So, there you go. Take it away, Lee. Uh, well, I've just been playing more Counter Strike, and oh my god, <laughs> go away! <laughs> Fine, I have go. an intruder in my room. <laughs> I'm about to say it's like a sex lady that walked in. He's like, no, 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 go away, go away. I'll be there. Right now. Did you did you uh, want no, me to take over now. while you take care of that? <laughs> no. Uh, okay. She she's gone. So, okay. anyways. Oh. <laughs> you know what? She's like it's my mom. The birth, birthday cake. She's like, Lee, it's your birthday. Oh, even better. Go away. Go away. Go away. Go away. You, you can drink it. I bought alcohol. <laughs> she's wanting my alcohol. <laughs> oh, so, um, I've been playing Counter Strike. Uh-huh. A lot of it with Shane still. Um, and Kenny, and Ke- oh, that's right, Kenny exists. And then Age of Empires, I'm still just banging my head on the AI. It's it's still ridiculously tough, and I still need people to play with. So if you play Age of Empires two, 
hit me up, please. The 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 original or the one on Steam? The HD release, the remake. Oh my god, that's one of those HD games. You fell for it. I did. I, I actually, well, they did. They put in a lot of fixes um, compared to the original. I, I forgot if I went over it last time I talked about it, but the game no longer really crashes when you do multiplayer. That's good. And, uh, yeah, that's definitely that's the best thing they did. But, <laughs> it doesn't yeah, crash. Those are the games I've been playing. Um, right. I, I do. I do want to tell. Uh, uh, I mean, I haven't. Oh, I haven't really. Um, played anything uh new uh besides uh counter-strike but i i, I want to tell a story and we'll we have video of this so we'll put it up i was i was playing counter-strike with lee kenny and one of kenny's friends and then a random fifth and the four of us uh were on discord which is kind of like skype and team speak and we were on kenny's like uh, uh crippled gamers uh, uh discord server and we were playing on uh, cash. Was it? Yeah, yeah. We were playing on cash, and um, we were getting our shit pushed in. And I was the last guy in the team, and I was on a site. I was up against like three guys, and they were all like damaged. So I could have clutched, but everybody was fucking having cover. Kenny and Kenny's friend was talking, and Lee was like talking to his his cat or something. There was so many conversations going on, and I'm and I'm sitting there trying to clutch, trying to clutch, and I. And I die, and I I start to to scream, I, and I say it's like, what, what? I was gonna say I think I can play back the audio. Uh, let's let's not let's not let's try not, let's okay, try that. Well, that might be obnoxious. It, it, okay, here we go. If we can, I'm gonna put it in right here. Bombs down, a and some lit. little snickles. All ever, all of you guys got fucking lit. every single. You, right about you, Sam. Good job, get good, good job getting snickles. Tovin, Tovin got it. One behind you. Oh god, no, 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 Um, that tunnel where I died. Well, yes. I'm fucked! Okay, there's, 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 there's one on the truck, and there's also one in a main, there's one in Squeaky as well. One in bad Squeaky as well. God damn it! Everybody's talking all the language! What's funny, what's funny is in-game, nobody was talking. So he, so the guy playing with us just thinks you're nuts. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you fucking broken? <laughs> You're fucking broken. Smoke mid. Alright, you watch mid. You watch mid. You watch mid. You hear that? Mind you, he has smoked nothing. Thank you, you have got him. Um, I uh, I I just started screaming like like. All you fucking guys are all fucking talking at the same fucking time using every fucking language on the planet. But I, 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 I have muscle memory for when I want to want to chat. I held down the C key. So not only did I scream that into Discord, but I screamed it into the server. So the random fifth guy we were playing with all of a sudden hears me screaming about the voices in my head. And uh, I embarrassed myself in front of a guy. And he, he was um, not too responsive. He did not stay for the after... After game discussion, yeah, he, he didn't promptly. He didn't talk much. I think yeah, he scared him but, too much. Well, yeah, it's all of a sudden, <laughs> just like voices. Why are you being Not a bully? What the fuck, dude? Dude, Kenny was being a cunt. Kenny's <laughs> always a cunt. Mm. I love Kenny. Shout out to Kenny. Hashtag cripple love. Kenny's cunt. Hashtag <laughs> Kenny's cunt. Crippled cunt. Ah. Oh. Crippled cunt. God.
Oh, dude, dude. come on. Shane, we're gonna. I... Jonathan's gonna get on you, dude. Ah, <sighs> well, it wasn't a. Alright, All right, Josh, what have you been playing? Oh. Um, I played Valkyria Chronicles Remastered, which I'm working on a review for. Um, it was under embargo for the last like three weeks, so I couldn't talk about it, but it's not for previews anymore, so now I can. Um, for those unfamiliar, Valkyria Chronicles was a very early PS3 t- exclusive, like, and I'm talking like really early, like pre-trophies kind of stuff. And really? it, yeah, like it was probably, it was like a niche cult hit, but a lot of people at the time regarded it as the only real strong like ps3 exclusive within that first year because if you remember the first year was kind of weak for the ps3 um you don't say but it um it's like a strategy it's like a rts not not rts i'm sorry like a turn-based strategy game but it um but you have like full range of motion with the character which each individual unit on the battlefield within like a certain range so it kind of is like a strategy action hybrid with like cover mechanics thrown in for good measure and like as you progress like as you progress you get obviously like bigger units like um, more vehicles like tanks and such and it weaves itself in and out with like a comic book style anime story that's like the story about this neutral territory that's starting to get destroyed by these two warring nations and it's a really it's a gorgeous game like i didn't actually ever play the original on ps3 but this ps4 remaster looks really really good um, the filters that they use for the cutscenes and the visuals and everything on the character models and the environments all look really strong. The gameplay's solid, and it's a lot of fun to go through. So I'm looking forward to playing it more and getting a full review out uh, closer to its release in May. Um, then from there, I was playing a little Street Fighter V to get kind of back into the groove before Guile comes out. And it's really hard to do that when, after all these months, I still can't find online matches. I think I was waiting for 30 minutes and played one match. But the one time I got to play, it was great. Did you lose? No, I beat the shit out of the dude. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Humble brag. I don't fuck with... That wasn't even a humble brag. That was a straight up brag. It's a straight up brag when I'm using Chun-Li. I don't fuck with... If it's King of Fighters, it's Athena. If it's Street Fighter, it's Chun-Li. If I'm using them... Did you... I don't even fucking... I don't give them any chance to fucking move. They can't, Did they can't you fuck see with that, my girls. Did you see that clip? <laughs> Did you see that clip from the Jackie Chan movie that I put on like Facebook and tagged you in? Where like he's fighting a dude and they like go into like an arcade and he like gets his head smashed on a Street Fighter cabinet and him and the other guy like keep like changing into different Street Fighter characters. Oh no, I didn't see it. Oh yeah, and he ends uh, as Chun Li. Oh yeah, see he has good I'll, taste. I'll, I'll put on your I'll put on your 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 face bags. Yeah, I, there's a ton of stuff I'm tagged in that I haven't looked at yet. Um, mm-hmm. Like Jonathan just sent me something earlier and I haven't even looked at it. But anyway, uh, but the game that's been taking most of my time this week is Bravely Second, which. Is a fantastic uh, turn-based JRPG. Obviously, picks up after Bravely Default ended, and I had the, I have that write up on the site for the demo, and it's a lot of it's more of the same, but with a lot of like unique jobs that weren't in the demo or the previous game, like the Catmancer, which is essentially just like a blue mage who steals enemy skills, but he can also talk to cats in the field for like extra tips and stuff. Um, there's I like a, a tip for you. There's a gunner. <laughs> that we we spend enough time on the VR porn. Um, the, uh, then we had like different classes, like the gunner, um, like an astrological, uh, job that focuses more on like party buffs and that kind of stuff. And I mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. Cause it's such a great concept, I think. But if you win a battle in one turn, 
you can choose to fight another battle immediately after it. And for every battle that you win in succession in, in one turn, the experience gets multiplied. So it makes it so much easier to like level grind and get stronger in the game to the point where I, I don't usually like being overleveled in RPGs, but because the chaining is so addicting, I find myself like five or six levels above the recommended level for every new dungeon I go to. And it doesn't wow. look like it's going to stop anytime soon because I'm just having a blast with the uh, battle system, the story, the job system, the characters, everything about it. So if you haven't picked it up yet on 3DS and you're a JR- classic JRPG fan, like for the Super Nintendo days, there's really no reason not to pick it up. I, I really want to get this one. What, Bravely Second? Yep. Download the demo because the demo actually has story content that's not in that's like touched on in the main game, but it's not in the main game. And that way you Josh, can also oh, try cool. the game while you're at it. Hey, Josh, can you take over whatever you collect on the demo to the part two of Bravely Second? No. Well, like, the way it works is you there's missions in the demo, and when you complete those missions, you get <laughs> items that carry over to the main game. But, like, any items that you didn't get, any items that you got outside those missions don't carry over, no. Oh, okay. Damn, okay. All right, uh, mission objectives. Let's go super fucking quick. Uh, last week, we asked you guys, uh, what game do you want to see remade? In VR, and the first response is a sponsored response. Uh, this is sponsored uh, by Matt Kelly of the Horror Movie Night Club, uh, the second best podcast in the Geekscape Network, and solely creeping up to the number one slot. Uh, he says, Zombie Ate My Neighbors. Hmm. Uh, our own Derek Cranevelt, uh I guess he's not really our own Derek Cranevelt anymore. He's kind of he's going to be a special guest if he ever comes back on the show. <laughs> um, he said, PT. I uh, said, no, wait, I don't want to die of fear. Also, fuck Konami. Uh, Ryan M. said, Zelda Ocarina of Time. Matt S. said, uh, E.T., the extraterrestrial for the Atari. Uh, Samantha R. said, Silent Hill. <laughs> and Daniel P. Danielle P. said, oh my god, agreed. Uh, Samantha R. came back and said, Pokemon Snap. Sam G. said, Laser Shoot Larry. Grant E. said, uh, Oddworld Abe's Exodus. I want to fart in VR. And uh, Rick L. also parroted Laser Shoot Larry. Michael R. said Tetris. Don't. Uh, okay. Uh, Kenneth T. said Alien or Silent Hill. Uh, Alien Isolation does have did have an Oculus Rift mod Ooh, that, would uh, be that you can get. Uh, Jonathan, yeah. Uh, I played it really drunk, so I wasn't too spooked. I was really drunk. And then I danced with some, I danced, I danced with uh, Hatsune Miku and uh, Supersonico. I was really drunk. Uh, Jonathan Q said E.T. J.C.C. J.C. and his last initial C. So just uh, said Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Courtney D. said Dragon Age or the Bioshock series. Uh, Bioshock Infinite is the best game I've ever played, so I would agree. And then uh, Joey B. said Journey. Uh, and lastly, Craig H. said Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online. Is that a game? Yep. I thought it was just a show. It's a, it's show, a show that's okay. a game and a game. Oh. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else got any responses? Yes, I have a few. Matt Kelly responded to mine also and gave a different game, Uniracers, and then gave the same endorsement that he gave you, so I'm not <laughs> reading that again. Um, <laughs> he, uh, John R. also said E.T., strangely enough. And then he said maybe Punch-Out! or F-Zero. What's that? A lot of E.T. Yeah, I know. I wasn't expecting that. And then Jonathan said Leisure Suit Larry, so he can all experience what Shane did at San Diego Comic-Con last summer. And then I said That's pee great. on my head. And then... Dude. What? You're never going to let that go. I didn't actually pee on you. I'm pretty sure I felt a splash. No, but now you're embellishing. <laughs> the story is going to grow and grow until it's just like you took a yeah. shit on my face. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
Anyway, I don't know this and, story, then, and this is between y'all, but uh, that's 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 TMI, man. TMI. I don't know what you guys did in San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> what exclusives you guys wanted? I don't know what you guys had to get through it. I'm out of the I mean, it wasn't a big deal. He just slept, walk, peed in the corner next to my head where I was sleeping. Oh, dude, gross. <laughs> it was NyQuil and booze. It was the first night, and so I wasn't used to the heat. And the <laughs> and Diana T said Pokemon. Great. Anybody else got any responses? I got none. Everybody hates me. Uh, I was, I was my Steam games list. Has anyone said Portal yet? No. It has. Um, it has a uh, a HTC Vive uh, demo. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Uh, they got actually most of the HTC Vive demos are Portal themed. Uh, the the official Valve ones. So um, oh, okay. Portal would be fun, but I think it would make you really fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> but- All right. So uh, this week. Uh, Oh, yes, Yas. Oh, no, go yes. ahead. This week we're asking you, what anime show would you like to see made into a video game? Josh, you go first. Um, this is a hard question because most of the anime I'm into already have games. Like Inuyasha has a bunch of games. Um, uh, Gungrave, but Gungrave started as a game and became an anime. So I guess I'll have to settle on Fruits Basket because then that way we can date all those adorable husbandos who also turn into animals. So it's bestiality and homosexuality all in one. They warned us. <laughs> uh, they, they <laughs> Lee? Um, the, the only anime I really watched was Excel Saga. And I liked it just because it was just weird. It was weird as hell. So if they could tie in just a weird storyline that would go along with it, that might be fun. Carla? Uh, I would want to see a Kill a Kill video game. And the only reason I'm bringing oh, wait. this up, I'm bringing this up. Damn it, Shane! We have to kill the moment, man. I'm trying to hype it up. I know he was building it up, and he just, jeez, you just had to come and sh- you had to come and pee in my head. Come on, Shane. Come on, we gotta do that. Dude. <laughs> come on. Uh, I was gonna say that uh, recently Polygon had an interview with the director of all the Bayonetta games, and he meant they had asked him what uh, anime he would like to kind of uh, make into a video game. He mentioned Kill la Kill. If you guys don't know Platinum Games, uh, do some crazy hack and slash, very uh, amazing games, very orgasmic games all the time. Wonderful 101, been there one, two, and uh, this is a perfect segue. Wait, Josh wrote this. Uh, I'm just reading it as it goes. Uh, but huh? anyways. Oh, sorry. That was actually I'm... a note for myself. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, he wants to work in Kill a Kill game, and he mentioned what he wanted as far as the game mechanics. <laughs> Sounds pretty cool. Uh, and pe- he said that he's going to pitch the idea, but it's up to the fans to push uh, Trigger, who is the company that made Kill a Kill. <sighs> so we're going to get another fucking Kickstarter. Uh, no, we're, I think we're going to get like a legit one without no Kickstarter. So it's going to happen. Uh... Yeah. So hopefully that happens soon, because uh, I could see that happening uh, it's, if it's perfect to their... Uh, to kind of their platform, what they do with the other games. But I think that's a perfect um, way to segue into the next thing we're going to talk about. Right? What about me? Uh, you're just going <laughs> to well, watch VR porn, dude. <laughs> I can't believe this. What, what anime Shame. would you like to see? Uh, well, you, sk- you, you skip over anime. someone. Like, you skip over people all the time, so it's only fair. It feels weird. It feels weird. Um, like Josh said, most of uh, like my favorite animes already have games, but they're all mediocre games. Uh, my favorite anime of all time is Cowboy Bebop. 
They've got like a third per they've got like a PS1 like shooter game, which is Garbo, and they have like a third person action adventure game on the PS2, which is Garbo. I would like to see like like that that whole universe is so expansive. It's that um Star Wars style of outer space where everything is dirty and grungy and not clean like Star Trek. So I would like to see like that whole universe expand, like going through gates. Uh, I was going to say Ghost in the Shell, but they've got a few bullshit games, but they have a free-to-play uh, game on, uh, free-to-play uh, Ghost in the Shell game coming out on Steam. Actually, it's not free-to-play, like it's five bucks, but there's like pay-to-win into it. Uh, so what do you guys say about Around the Site? Sounds good. Let's go. Lee. Yep. Yeah, Lee, whoa, whoa, Lee, go. Oh, well, uh, I was just going to say, I, I originally read up on Josh's actually a little write-up on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants in Manhattan. But then I realized that was the same Josh that we're in this conversation with. But otherwise... That's okay, you can plug me. <laughs> Whoa! 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 That's, that's the stinger right there! Uh, oh, yes! Man, that is good. Yes! <laughs> On that note, then, I'm going to the Twilight Zone. Um, a game is being made about the Twilight Zone <laughs> from the Bioshock creator, Ken Levine. Uh, this was written by Eric Francisco, and he just kind of touched base on what it's going to be. Carlos? Uh, I read uh, Josh's Geekscape thing coverage about uh, Teen Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm excited for that. I actually got to play uh, the game at WonderCon, so I'm actually kind of hyped for this game. So, it's a lot better yeah. than I thought it was going to be. Cause... Yeah, me too. I thought it was going to be like, uh, was it the Avatar game that they made, right? I Avatar think so. Yeah, the Legend of really Korra. Shitty. Yeah, the Korra one. Oh, yeah, I never I played like, it. It was digital. It was digital only, and I usually try to rent stuff before I buy it, but that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this one looks. Uh, they, that, it's we. It's so weird that the, the marketing they're pushing for this because they haven't really talked about this game too much. But it, I, I totally would recommend everybody to put this game on the radar. And if there, if there's a demo uh, coming out for any either Xbox uh, store or the PS PS store, I say download it, check it out. It's actually really fun. Yeah, it handles the co-op so well, and it's all in that yeah. write-up. And you um, can like grind. You can grind on like stuff. It's cool. It's like. Roller skates and shit. I don't know. <laughs> oh, when you said grind. <laughs> oh no. Well, I mean that's I mean that's what they got April O'Neil for. You know what I'm saying? It's only Michael. Jeez, it's only Michelangelo. <laughs> hey man, Mikey. He knows what's up. <laughs> and then April O'Neil used to write for us, and then she used us to get a badge to Comic Con and never contributed anything. Makes sense. But that you're talking about a different April O'Neil. Don't look it up, people. But anyway, um, mine. Do look it up. She's hot. She gets naked. <laughs> So does like thousands of other people who didn't screw us over. I'll get naked. Yeah, exactly. Start sending in those Patreon donations, people. He'll keep his mm-hmm. clothes on if you get sent in those donations. You haven't <laughs> mentioned Rule Thirty Four once this entire episode. No, because he, he replaced it with VR porn. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, I, I mean, I've been like jerking off this whole time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, good. I'm not the only one. Um, but, but uh, my around the site and. I always say that I hate to do this, even though I do it all the time, but I'm going to plug my own article because I wanted to talk about this a little bit, even though we're out of time pretty much, is my Star Fox write-up on how terrible the all-range mode is. And it's really disheartening because it went from a day one buy to a rent for me. And then reading the reviews, reading the reviews that are coming, like the full-fledged reviews that are coming in, uh, it's There was one headline that really cracked me up, which was Star Fox, the game you wanted in 2002. Perfect summer. <laughs> Perfect I don't even summer know about, about that though, because there's so many like ridiculously like stupid design choices. Like I have no idea why they thought <sighs> some of this was a good idea. By the but way, the I anime's mean, out. If anyone's interest, 
I think they rather, they they would have been better off just making the anime version of this than making it a game. And they could have just called it Star My, Fox 64 the anime because that's mm-hmm. all the story seems to be. <laughs> yep. My uh, Jesus. My around the site um uh Jake 108 did his review of Blues and Bullets episode 2. Uh, I really really like this game. Uh I I haven't played it but I love his reviews. I need to pick it up. Um but in kind of and the powers that be are probably going to be pissed at me for plugging a different site. But a good friend of mine, Eric Diaz, uh, lost a personal hero today. Uh, he's probably the Eric Diaz is probably the biggest Prince fan on the planet, and like uh, he he did a write up on the Nerdist uh, titled "How Prince Changed My Life for the Better." I suggest everybody give it a read. Uh, we lost one of the greatest musicians of all time True. today. R.I.P. Baby. Um, R.I.P. Yeah, and I, I I implore you if you're. If you think Prince is just like that weird guy that wears heels, look up his performance of My Guitar Gently Weeps at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when they were uh, uh, submitting uh, George Harrison to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And you'll see this guy is the second coming of Jimi Hendrix. And it is very, very solemn that he left this earth today. Um, I think I saw a quote that uh, 2016 is actually being written by George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> yeah dude not even just this year but this week like china was the day before prince and then oh, um shout, there was shout there was like oh go ahead no, i was gonna say shout out r.i.p ninth wonder of the world rest in peace yeah and like biggest you know i mean because you know me and carlos and juan carlos and then now Derek is getting back into it so we've all re- big wrestling fans so that was really yeah. weird and then there was so many other deaths like the past like seven days. It's crazy. Just people Dude, need to stop. Rare Ma- the lady that played Rare Romano's mom passed away too. Yeah, that's right. And, and then the director Sucks. of the director of a bunch of the golden uh, the 007 movies from the seventies, I believe, passed away too. Jeez, Fuck. remember they always uh, go in threes, man. Always going threes. Did, yeah, they doubled down this time. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> like six down. or six or seven people died this week. Jeez, man. Uh, Shane, can well, you close off? We haven't done. I was going to say, uh, Shane, what? can you close off the show with Bone Thugs and Harmony? See you at the crossroad. Uh, I can, yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. That's not going to get us flagged by SoundCloud. Okay, all right, I like it. <laughs> um, what's not dead is the Geekscape Games podcast, but this episode is dead and buried. Uh, this was level seventy-two. Thank you for listening. As always, you can find us at Geekscape.net on Twitter at Geekscape Games. I am at Shane O'Hare. SS Jakin on gaming platforms. And I'm at Inu Joshua. God damn it, Josh! <laughs> what? Carlos was next. Alphabetical order. <laughs> Whatever. Well, since when have we got an order? <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter, Anger Bananas, or uh, you can follow me on Snapchat, Anger Bananas101, or you can find me on uh, internet, angerbananas.com. I do a lot of cool, funny video shit. And on YouTube, Angry Man House 101. That's my plug. And then we'll do this right then, I guess. Then I'm Minu Joshua, just about every platform you can find, so check that out. And I am Lee. I am Tubin on the Twit and Tubin on every game I play. That was level 72, guys. We'll see you guys back here next week. Bye, everybody! Bye. 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 VR porn rocks. Bye.